Welcome to the audio ministry of Love Foundation Christian Center, a place to find God's love. Pastors Osage and Bridget Airboard teach the word with simplicity and truth. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message inspires and encourages you. Enjoy the message. The message of grace actually empowers us to live above sin, to live above unrighteousness, unholiness, whatever, you know, (laughs) in every form of the word, in every way. We have the ability to live above it. So every time that we hear, we see um, sin not or things like that, we don't need to be afraid because we have been empowered to live above it. So grace is not a license to sin. Grace is an empowerment to live above sin. Now, in, in Deuteronomy 28, we find out that, there is a, that God tells us very explicitly some of the great things that happen to people who walk in his way. So in other words, people who are not living in sin, people who are, 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 are looking to God for strength, who are depending on God, we see the blessing that is there. Before I read, I just want to tell you a short story that you will find in Numbers, in the book of Numbers, actually from verse 21, and you can go and read all the way up to 2024, 20, I believe, and you'll see what happened. In the book of Numbers, the Bible, the Bible tells us that God said to the people, to, to Balaam, when he was trying to curse the people of God, he said, these people cannot be cursed because they are blessed. Hallelujah. Tell somebody, I'm too blessed. The cost can't operate in me. You know, and that's the, same, that's the same thing for the believers. We are too blessed for the cost to have power over us. However, the question is, how come some are still walking in things that look like the cost? Because everything that is contrary to the blessing of God is, is a cost. And the reason is being that we have not, one of the reasons is that we have not received the blessing by faith. And there are certain things that are being done that is opening the doors and giving an opportunity for the cause. And as we're taking the offering this morning, it also applies because one of the reasons why people don't walk in the fullness of the blessing of prosperity is that they are not securely anchored to the principles of God's way or God's plan for, for prosperity for his people. And so you find out that in these numbers, in the book of Numbers, Barak the king, Balak the king wanted Balaam to curse the people. But God said to Balaam, he said, the people are blessed. You can't curse them. And so Balaam told Balak, hey, the people are too blessed. I can't curse them. But Balak insisted and he kept trying to get the people cursed. But at the end of the day, um, they couldn't curse the people of God for the sake of cursing them. But what later eventually happened, for the, uh, the way they were able to, to get into the course, and be, be, you know, uh, they, were, they, were, they were now um, affected by a plague. And just in case you don't know, the plague, plagues are part of the course that is in operation. And the reason why there are plagues like this is because there is unrighteousness on the earth. And even those who are, are, are living in righteousness are right in the middle of the plague, but they can exempt themselves by holding on to the word of God. But the cause, but, the, but plagues are as a result of the cause. And so you see that in Numbers, that the way the people were now able to enter into a situation of being killed, like about 24,000 people killed by a plague. Why? Because they, 
left doing the things of God and began to commit harlotry and idolatry. They began to fraternize and, 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 and flow with people who they were not supposed to flow with, commit adultery, fornication, and all of those things, which were totally contrary to what God had said. Because God had told them, look, if you keep my commands, if you stay in my ways, if you walk in my ways, you will enjoy the blessing. However, if you don't, the curse will be in operation in your life. And that's exactly what happened. And that still happens today. And that's the reason why we need to understand how to walk in the blessing. And simply walking in the blessing is receiving everything that Christ has done for us by faith. And as I read uh, Deuteronomy 28 this morning, I want you to keep in mind Matthew 22 verse 40. Actually, let's go there first. In Matthew 22 verse 40, The Bible tells us that all of the law and the prophets hang on loving God. Matthew 22, 40. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Go on. Okay, go go to verse, uh, the one before it, 39, let's see. 38. Hallelujah. 37, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind. He says, This is the first and the great commandment. And the second is like unto it. He says, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. He says, On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. And you also find in scriptures where Jesus also says that we should love not just our neighbors um, uh, as ourselves, but we should love others like he has loved us. And so why am I bringing this out is, that, um, is because I'm bringing this out because as we look at certain things in the law, we begin to think about, oh, is it by power? Is it by might? But you find out that if you, if you focus your, your time and your effort in loving God, you begin to flow in these commandments, walking in righteousness. Because your heart's desire to be, will be to listen to the Spirit of God. What is the Spirit of God saying? What does the Word say about my situation? Is That's what I want to follow every time. We, when, we, when you love God, you love His Word, that's what is going to happen. You will find out that you just begin to, you will not want to kill. <laughs> Hallelujah. You will not want to steal. You know that God is your provider. Why do you need to steal? You will not want to commit adultery. Because guess what? Adultery hurts people. You know, and, and, and so on and so forth. And so as believers, New Covenant believers, our focus needs to be on the love of God. As we begin to focus on loving God, he by, him, by himself, by his spirit, will guide us into all truth and help us to walk in righteousness, help us to walk in holiness. And as we are walking in righteousness and holiness, we escape all of the evil that is on this earth. Amen? So let's read, let's read our scripture, Deuteronomy 28. From verse 1, let's just look at the blessing and enjoy it because this is our portion. It doesn't matter what is going on. It doesn't matter the circumstance, the situation, whether there is a pandemic out there. It doesn't matter whether the name is coronavirus. It doesn't matter whether it's cancer. It doesn't matter whether it's high blood pressure. It doesn't matter whether it's lack. The Bible says that when we stay in the word of God, we will enjoy the blessing. And in Deuteronomy 28 from verse 1, I would like the um, New Living Translation. The Bible says, "And and it shall come to pass. If thou shalt hacking diligently, if thou shalt 
Carefully keep all these commands that I'm giving you today. The Lord your God will set you on high above all the nations of the world. You will experience all these blessings if you obey the Lord your God. Your towns and your fields will be blessed. Amen. Hallelujah. What does a blessed town and a blessed field look like? Um, yes, without sickness, without disease, the, the, the crops are flourishing, the bank accounts are overflowing, people are going about their daily business and are growing and everything like that. That's what a blessed town and city looks like. And that's the reason why in this time we must stay in our righteousness. Hallelujah. For the sake of the nations. All right. It says your children and your crops will be blessed. The offspring of your herds and flocks will be blessed. Now you can convert all of those things to your, to your CDs, your investments, your bank accounts and everything. It says your fruit baskets and breadboards will be blessed. Wherever you go and whatever you do will be blessed. I just want to remind us that this is the mindset that we need to have. When you're going to the store, when you're going to the, the school, the marketplace, and as the nations are opening up, you need to have the mindset that you carry the blessing of God. Don't be afraid that you go out there and come in contact with somebody and you catch the disease. Now, just like we say, you don't want to expose yourself unnecessarily. But when you have the mindset that when someone comes in contact with me, they will be healed, that is what is going to be experienced. And boy, does the nation need people of God healing them. And so when, when, we, when we have this mindset, sometimes we don't even need to touch anybody. We just need, what we need to do is pass by their way in faith and believe God that the blessing that is upon us, we rub off on them. Come on, y'all. The anointing is contagious. The blessing is contagious. Hallelujah. So we need to have this mindset that we are more contagious than the coronavirus, than any pandemic. This is the mindset that we should have. Amen? So the Bible says that the Lord will conquer your enemies when, when they attack you. Now, any kind of virus try to attack you, it has been conquered in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. He says they may attack you from one direction, but they will scatter from you in seven. Hallelujah. He says the Lord will guarantee. I like that word, guarantee. This is a guarantee of God. And, and God is saying to us in this season that we need to look at his word as our guarantee. This is our guarantee. The vaccines are not a guarantee. People who take vaccine, the flu vaccine, they still catch the flu. But this one is our guarantee. The Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do. That's what the Bible says. And will fill your storehouses with grain. How many of us need some extra food in this time? The Bible says that we are blessed to be a blessing. And I know that when you say extra food, you say, well, my pantry is full right now. Well, it's not just about you. You see, we need to begin to dream bigger. God needs us to be so blessed that through us, others will be blessed. That's the covenant that he had with Abraham. And that was the manifestation of Jesus. He says, through you, all the families of the nations of the earth will be blessed. And that's the reason why we need to believe God for prosperity. We need to believe God for increase. That's the reason why the enemy many times fights the message of, 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 of prosperity so much. Because he knows that if the church is prosperous, if the good people are prosperous, there will be a blessing to the nations of the world. They will bail people out. They will help people. And you know that the Bible says by prosperity shall the gospel be preached. When you are helping people, people will listen to you. 
So the enemy was trying, is trying to stop people from listening to us by trying to hold back. But guess what? The Bible says that nobody can curse the one that God has blessed. So the enemy can't stop your prosperity except you give him an opportunity to. And the opportunity many times that people give the enemy to stop the kind of prosperity that God is saying the church should have is not believing in God enough for the kind of abundance that God is saying the church should have. The church, the God is not saying, is not looking at, at having $1 million in your account as abundance. The Bible tells us about David, that when David was, was making an offering for the temple, David gave money in the billions, just one man. And you may say, oh, he was the king. Well, guess what? In the New Testament, you and I are kings and priests. We have the ability to have all of these things. We have the gathering anointing on the inside of us. And we're going to begin to make use of it to gather into God's storehouse that which God has given us the ability to gather so that we can be a blessing to others. I'm telling you, David was a blessing to Solomon. He provided everything that that, that Solomon needed. Majority of what Solomon needed to build the temple, he provided it just one man. Can you imagine many of us here? The Bible says a thousand shall, he said, a thousand shall put, he said, what? One shall put a thousand to flight, but two shall put ten thousand. But guess what? How many of us in the body of Christ, men, who can make some major impact, some good impact? Amen. And I believe that that's where we are going. He says, the Lord will guarantee a blessing on everything you do and will fill your storehouses with grain. The Lord, your God, will bless you in the land that he is giving you. Continue, amen. If you obey the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his ways, the Lord will establish you as his holy people, as he swore he would do. Then all the nations of the world will see that you are a people claimed by the Lord, and they will stand in awe of you. That's why we're here on earth. He says, the Lord will give you prosperity in the land he swore to your ancestors to give you, blessing you with many children, numerous livestock, and abundant crops. The Lord will send rain at the proper time from his rich treasury in the heavens and will bless all the work you do. The Bible says the Lord will bless all the work you do. Hallelujah. So you don't have to be afraid that anything you do will fail. He says, you will lend to many nations, but you will never need to borrow from them. People, we need to take this seriously. The church is a nation. And I'm believing God that by the time this pandemic blows over, that we have had so much time to stay in the word, that we are coming out with a vengeance in every area, including the area of prosperity, where we'll begin to say that from now on, when the nations of the world are in need, they'll be looking to people that are in the church. Because the Bible calls us a holy nation. We are a holy nation. We are God's people. And he said we will lend to nations. So that means that it's not the government that's supposed to be bailing us out. We thank God that right now we are able to receive some things from the government, but that's not God's perfect will for the church. We are the ones, we, the nation of the church, are the ones supposed to be bailing the nations of the world out. If you believe God's word, this is the truth. This is the truth for this situation, for now, for us as believers. Amen? But look at it. It says that if you listen to these commands of the Lord your God, if you walk by faith, if you believe what God is saying about your prosperity, he says that I'm giving you today, and if you carefully obey them, that, that it takes diligence for these things, y'all. It takes diligence. And he says the Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And you will always be on top and never at the bottom. He says you must not turn away from any of the commands that I'm giving you 
today, nor follow after any other gods or worship them. Amen. Go back to verse 1. We're not going to go into all of the courses. I don't need to tell you. You already can see it. It's right in our faces. It has always been there, but right now it's even more so in our faces. This is what I want us to remember. It says, if you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully keep all his commands that I'm giving you today, it says the Lord your God will set you on high above all the nations of the world. This is a promise from God for you and I. Hallelujah. Do you receive it? Do you receive it? Hallelujah. I receive it. So this morning as we receive our offering, wherever you are, online, on YouTube, on Facebook, at home because of the lockdown, bring an offering and a tithe and give to God reverentially. Reverentially. Giving God, giving the time of giving is a time of reverence. It's an opportunity to bring to God and say, Lord, Thank you for giving me a job. Thank you for giving, for giving me a business. Thank you for this stimulus check. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. Whatever it is that God has blessed you with. The Bible says that we are to bring at least the first tenth. And the tithe is not just about 10%. The tithe is about the first and the best. So I encourage you this morning to give your first, give your best as we take our offerings this morning. We trust that you are blessed by the message. To listen and hear more, Catch us at 11.30 on Sunday mornings on YouTube or Facebook at Love Foundation Christian Center. If you have any additional questions or just want to learn more about the church, feel free to contact us at lovefoundcc at gmail.com or visit our website at lovefoundationusa.org. Thanks for listening.